All right. What's up, everybody? My name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, and I'm coming to you guys live, Facebook and Instagram. We're on episode 30, which is uh, pretty crazy. I'm almost uh, halfway, you know, almost to episode 50. And then, you know, my goal is to hit the triple digits, which would be, that's really, really exciting. So I'm hoping to hit those, uh, those triple digits real soon. Um, we're going to have another episode tomorrow. And that's going to be the final makeup for uh, – that's going to be the final makeup uh, for, like, the ones I've missed when I went on vacation. So that's going to catch us back up. Uh, let me see who joined. I don't, I don't know who joined, but what's up, viewer? <clears throat> Give me one sec. I'm just trying to type this out. Charity. It already knows what I'm going to write. It already knows. Yeah, one sec. Paste. We should be good. I think we're good. I'm gonna go up there. It did. All right, guys. So, <clears throat> so that's tomorrow is Friday. It's gonna be the last one until next Monday, and then we're gonna get back on the same uh, schedule. So instead of having the three, so this is the second uh, <laughs> second one for the week. Yo, dude, come on, man. We're live streaming over here. All right, so. Today, uh, <laughs> Bailey, come on, man. I'm live streaming. Come on, man. Be respectful. <laughs> hey. So, uh, that's my, that's my dog, Bailey, by the way. It's being a little rude right now. But, uh, <laughs> it's all good. But, uh, so, t- tomorrow's my last live stream, and then, uh, we're going to get back on normal schedule. So, it's going to start being Mondays, and, uh, I think it was Monday and Wednesdays, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm sorry. Was it Monday and Wednesdays? I think Monday and Wednesdays is probably like the best time to do it. Um, so we'll do that. Um, and then maybe I'll start adding on to different days and on what else I can do. It's probably not going to be like, a, I don't know if it's going to be like the same way it is now, but I'm probably going to be, uh, um, I'm getting distracted by these text messages. So much stuff going on. Uh, and I'm trying to play catch up too, which is even worse. I'm just trying to play catch up and, uh, get everything caught back up because, you know, I'm back from vacation and then it's like playing catch up is the worst part about everything. Like I have a thousand different things I'm trying to do at once and I'm trying to get everything caught back up and then back on pace. But uh, so anyways, we're going to start out by talking about the Wounded Warriors charity. Um, what's up, babe? We're going to talk about the Wounded Warriors charity. Uh, so I'm trying to hit $10,000 right now. That's going to be the massive goal that we're trying to achieve together. And that's going to be, um, I have it set up on Instagram through the comments and then on Facebook to the side on the, the description. So go and, and hit those links and go reach out and um, go help me donate some money to the Wounded Warriors charity. And uh, I'm going to try to hit this massive goal of $10,000. I've been kind of, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you guys, I've been kind of slacking and I haven't really been boosting um, or promoting it as much as I really should be. And I'm just going to try to learn from it. So Wounded Warriors Charity is a great charity. It's for all the veterans that come back that serve in the military for the United States. And they help them um, through physical and mental injuries. So basically, you know, they pl- – they pr- uh, sorry, I'm getting twisted. It It's basically just a resource for those vets that come back and they're trying to get back into civilian life. And, you know, they go through like the chaotic warfare type stuff and then they come back to civilian life and it's all like, you know, you got to figure out what you want to do. And it's, and it's completely different from what they're used to in the military. Uh, Military, you're always been, you're getting orders rather than, um, you know, you're not really sending orders, you're taking orders or receiving, and then you have to do what everyone else says. So when you come to civilian life, it's not like that. It's, it's literally like you have, you, ha- you do whatever you need to do, but you know, everyone's trying to figure themselves out and it's, it's really hard at first because you're trying to learn about yourself, but at the same time, you know, you're trying to go in and figure out what you want to go do with the rest of your life, which, you know, I, I even, you know, everyone struggles with that. So, um, so it's just giving them resources. Uh, if you're worried that the money is going into my pocket, I'm telling you it's going right directly to the Wounded Warriors Charity. And if you press the link, it, you'll see that it goes directly to the Wounded Warriors Charity donation page. And that's going to, um, you know, it's going right to the, the donation page of the Wounded Warriors Charity. It's not going into my pocket, I assure you that. Uh, so 
help me out as best you can. Anything helps. And we all know someone, um, family, friends, people you run into. I mean, I've run into many, 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 many vets, especially in college. Uh, and I know a lot of vets, a lot of vets are my friends, or I have a lot of vets that are my friends. What's up, Sterling? Um, and I have family members that have uh, served in the military. So help me out. Let's reach that $10,000 goal together. And uh, what we're going to start talking about, let me make sure I got everything. What we're going to start talking about is uh, two subjects that I, I pulled off my list, which I, I'd show you the list. I, come on, guys. I'll show you the list. I just, uh, it's the phone's on Instagram, so I can't show you. But the two subjects we're going to talk about is uh, a lot of people are stuck in their old ways and then um, become genuinely interested in other people. Now, the only thing I messed up on is I don't have the book, but the last, the, uh, the last episode, which was yesterday um, that I did, I showed you the book, and I believe it was called, um, damn, I can't remember... Damn, <laughs> it, I believe it was called how to how to influence how to influence friends and how to get get your way or something like that. I, I'm gonna have to go and and find the book. I know where the book is. I just don't have it. But um, so that's the last one. The becoming generally interested in other people is where I got that one from. It was one of the chapters that was in it. The stuck in your old ways is just something that I've seen a lot of people. Uh, a lot of you know. Then this probably probably really actually applies a lot more to like the older generations. It's like the baby boomers and stuff. Uh, I'll give you some examples as we move on. Uh, it might be a little bit, you know, obviously like uh, the younger generations, like um, the millennials and stuff like that, you'll see probably some of them are stuck in, in similar ruts, but it's always easy for uh, the younger people to adapt to change rather than older people adapting to change just because, you know, they're a lot older. They've been through a bunch of different changes. A lot of them like to, to stay in their, their own lanes and they don't really like to adapt to other things. So we'll, we'll start talking about, um, we'll start off with talking about stuck in your old uh, or people stuck in their old ways. So I see this a lot with my parents I'm sure if there's millennials watching this right now, you've probably have noticed that a lot of like your, your grandparents, um, your, your actual parents, and then maybe like friends that um, other family members or maybe friends that are a lot older, older than you, like you'll notice how like if you give them something, most of the time it's related to technology. If you're like, hey, there's this new app or hey, there's a new way to do what you're doing and it's going to save you time they're going to basically tell you that, um, oh, I don't, I don't want to learn that. Like, I don't want to do that. Why would I, why would I want to go on technology and do that? Right. And you know, it's, it's just, it's, to me, it's kind of crazy. Like I understand why they think like that, but in the sense of they're missing out on a lot of stuff. I'm sorry. I'm watching my dog. I just don't want to chew some of the stuff that's up here. Um, so they're, I think what they're thinking in their heads is basically, um, I don't have time. I don't want to learn that. It, it's kind of honestly, in my own opinion, I really think it's just being lazy. It's just you're so adapted in one way that you think it's going to cause you more time in your, in, you, in your head or in their heads, not my head or your head. In their heads, they're thinking that it's going to save them time by doing it their way and not maybe an easier way, right? So they're not willing to try something new which is maybe going to buy them a little bit more time back, which is what technology is really, is really what, you know, it's what technology is really made for is to give you more time. You're supposed to shorten down how long it's going to take you to get something done or a job. So, you know, like I deal with, I'll give you some examples. Like I deal with this all the time with my mom. So with my mom, she'll do things that I've learned. Uh, you know, I'm not boasting or anything. I'm just telling you like from an example, uh, she's gone through situations where she had to learn. She's like, how do I send a, how do I send this email out? Or how do I attach something to an email? Or how do I go and put the picture from the TV and link it to uh, the Bluetooth and put the, um, the image up on TV, right? So I'm sure a lot of you that have parents and you're a millennial, you probably deal with this. Same thing with your grandparents. Like I always, my grandfather... Uh, my grandmother does, I don't even think even tries the technology, but I mean, once in a while she'll ask a question, but my grandfather's constantly like really, uh, he's got more of like an inventor's mind. So he's constantly trying to figure out the next thing. And it's funny too. Cause like 
he'll go on his email and he'll be like, oh, wow, I just learned how to do this. And I'm like, I'm like, it's, it's so outdated. And it's just really funny because he's so fascinated by it. But like our generations of technology have like probably passed it by 10 times. But he's so fascinated by that one thing that, you know, at one point we're all fascinated by like, uh, oh, I can, I can add this attachment and, and do this and, and send it and it gets to someone in two seconds or um, I can um, connect my phone to my car radio or something. You know what I mean? Like something that's been already like done a long time ago and you're so adapted to it that it's just like if someone showed you that, you'd be like, oh yeah, I know how to do that. Two seconds. And you're not really, you're not, you're not really impressed with it kind of because like you've been, you know, you're already been through it. But, um, my mom does this all the time. So my mom will be like, I don't know how to attach this picture to this email. And I'm like, mom, like it's, it's not that hard. You just got to drag what you want and throw it into the email. And I, you know, if, if I could teach you something, I would definitely say, don't just do it for like your parents. If your parents says, how do I do this? Show them, don't just do it. And the reason I, I say that is because if you just do it for them, they're going to ask you every single minute of the day, how do I do this? And it's going to be the same thing over and over. And like, if it frustrates people, what's up, Chris, it frustrates people. Right. So like what I do is I show like my mom or, uh, you know, my grandfather or whatever, how to do it. So that way he's like, you know, they know how to do it and they just do it themselves. And it's not a constant question of, Oh, how do I do this? And, and then you get pissed. Cause I, I've gotten pissed a lot of times on my mom where I'm like, I've done this and showed this to you like 5,000 times. Like it's it's not hard. Like you just got to drag and drop or you got to maybe press this button. This button will basically do everything for you. And it just puts it up there. Um, you know, but I mean, that's going to happen to everyone. I mean, everyone's going to be frustrated with something because you know, you know what it is, but they don't know. And it's, and sometimes it's frustrating because it's not, it's simple stuff. Like, uh, most of the time you could just kind of think about it and you figure it out as you go. But, um, so I would definitely say this one that I really thought about was just, it came to my head only for the fact that um, I see it a lot with like my, my mom, my grandparents. I've seen it with other people that are a lot older. And I guess what happened was, you know, they got to an, an error in time where they didn't need this stuff. So like, I don't need this. I, I've, I've built my life without it and I don't need it. And they're, they're about like half, half right. And then my live stream just got, all right, cool. Live stream came back up. So they're about half right, I'd say, in the sense of um, you don't like technology, I would say, and this is kind of like a very, very fine line. Technology is not replacing, I don't want to say it's replacing um, the same stuff your parents probably did. It's just making it a lot easier. And it's just, it's just saving time. It's taking a problem that maybe they ran into uh, back in, in their, in their decade, let's say. And it's just literally making it so it's so easy that you just press a button and something does it for you. That's really all it is. Like when you really think about things, it's just someone created a solution to a problem. That's really all it is. So, um, so when you, when you really dig deep into it, it's nothing that's dramatic. I think like your parents and, and the baby boomers and stuff, uh, kind of drag their feet on this and it's it's really not like it just everything just sounds complicated until you sit down and and think and just you know think and and do and then everything starts becoming easier so it's it's just it's something it's just it really comes down to change if i could really think of anything it's really just because they don't want to change uh so and my um my thoughts on this is either you're going to adapt or you're going to get left behind. Like technology is constantly going and improving. Like right now, as I'm speaking to you, I'm sure there's something crazy being created uh, that's going to enhance something like, like Facebook is probably right now working on something that's going to enhance Facebook. And now you're going to be able to talk to like 80 people at once or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, so things are constantly being changed. So you're either going to like, you're either going to try to like keep up with it and like, and navigate through it or you're just going to give up and you're just going to let it pass you. And what's going to end up happening is like, you're just going to get left behind and like, you're just going to, you're going to start complaining that like you can't do anything because technology eventually is going to get to a point where um, <clears throat> you either need to know it 
or you're not, you're not going to be able to physically do anything, which is actually really scary in my book because um, I think eventually we're going to get to a point where uh, we're basically like the movie Wally, where like we're just sitting on machines and machines are doing everything for us. And we're just like, all right, like I want a bowl of cereal and a machine, a robot or whatever is going to go over here and make you a bowl of cereal and you're going to eat it and you're not going to physically walk or anything. So, um, I, you know, it's kind of scary. And like, I think a lot of people agree with me on that. I don't, you know, maybe like a couple people here and there might disagree, but I'm telling you, it's going to get to a point where, uh, you physically don't even have to leave your house. You don't have to leave your bed. You can literally sit in your bed and things will be done for you. And, um, it is scary, you know, and I, and I think we do need technology. I think technology is good. I just, I don't, um, I don't think we should ever get to a point like, I don't really believe in AI and stuff like that. And, I, you know, people might uh, complain on that or whatever, but I don't really believe in giving a lot of power to like one thing or, or whatever. It's kind of like, uh, so you got to like slow down a little bit. I think, I think we're going too fast with technology, but it's just my opinion. Um, I was going to say, uh, I was stuck in your old ways. And now real quick, before we move on to the next one, I, I honestly think uh, the stuck in your old ways kind of it doesn't apply as much like definitely applies more to like the older uh, the baby boomers and your parents and grandparents but I think it does apply a little bit to the millennials or the younger or the youth because uh, what's up Aunt Karen uh, because in the sense of of millennials right what what's happening is um you see it with like technology in the sense of like video games. Like uh, if I said to someone like, you're going to have, like, I, like you see it, it's maybe not a little bit in mine, like maybe a little bit in, in like my error, but maybe like r way below me is we're getting to a point where like video games are starting to get really bad where um, people can't get off the video games. Now we're going into virtual reality type video games, which is basically going to, uh, it's basically just going to cause people just not to do anything. Like you're just going to easily be able to go into a world, like, you know, put the goggles on and you're just going to literally be able to sit there and, and not really move or do anything. And, uh, it's just gonna, people are just going to go there to escape. And I think it's going to cause a lot of problems. I don't think it's going to, it may do good. Cause like, like I say with everything, there's always a pro and a con, but I really believe it's going to push, uh, people not to do anything and like we already have a uh, a weight issue in the United States and I, and I really think that or even across the world and I I think personally like it's going to cause it's not going to help that cause at all it's definitely we're definitely going to go uh, and and uh, it's probably going to push us back a lot I think uh, what's up Marco uh, I think I'm pretty sure I said your name right but you know I I really think like the problem with a lot of things is uh trying to see if um, uh, it's from Casey. All right. Trying to keep up with like comments and stuff, but I really think that, um, let's see how I can do this, but I really think like the video games and stuff like that is, is, is going to be an issue. Like eventually it's going to be an issue where you're not going to physically have to move and do anything. And, and people are just going to sit there and start doing things. Uh, now I'm not saying like they shouldn't make this stuff. I'm just saying like, it's good. There's going to, it's going to cause a lot of issues. Like, it, you know, right now it's not as big as uh, you know, it, it's not it's not there yet where it's it's gonna you're gonna start seeing a lot of problems being caused by it. It's because it, it's still brand new. But what's I think what's really gonna happen is it's just gonna cause this massive thing with people um, with like the you know being overweight and stuff like that. I think it's gonna cause people to have a lot of like issues because they're gonna want to escape to a uh, a fictional place and like reality is gonna be left out the window. Um, and I, I think it's going to definitely cause a lot of depression issues and maybe, you know, possibly mental, mental health stuff. I, I mean, I can't, I can't physically give you results or anything like that. I'm just telling you my, my opinions and, and theories, but, um, you know, cause it's too new. Like there's no thing. The other thing I was thinking too, like, which was funny. I thought about this at work was, um, a lot of people are nearsighted. So I'm nearsighted right now, right? I got to wear glasses. Like I can, I can't right now it's a little fuzzy, but I can see really close, but I can't see distance. So they call that nearsighted. And I know a lot of people that are nearsighted. I really believe it's because I played a lot of video games and uh, I think it messed up my eyes. And people say it's because if you're really close to the um, like screens and TVs, 
Uh, it causes the nearsightedness. But I really think that um, it's going to – I think we're going to have a lot more eye problems, especially with that virtual reality stuff, only for the fact that I've tried it before, and it, it literally pushes – sorry, you probably can't hear me when I do that. It literally pushes the screen so it's on top of you, and it's like a li like literally like surrounded your uh, your sight. So you're forced to be really close to it. And I could just see how that's going to cause a lot of like eye issues too. Like I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's no data right now that's going to prove any of that. But because um, like I said, it's it's really new stuff. But I'm sure it's going to cause even issues with that. Like I was thinking a lot because I'm like, I know for a fact, I mean, I, I, I don't really know for a fact, but I'm, pr I'm almost positive that the reason I have to wear glasses and I'm nearsighted is because I played so much video games. And I played in the dark, which I think uh, there's, there's stats that basically say, like, it's really bad to, like, uh, have the, t you know, TV on when, uh, when it's, like, pitch black in your room or any um, things that, that beam out light and stuff in the dark. What's up, buddy? What are you doing, big boy? But, uh, sorry, my little puppy came here. Uh, I'll, show you, I'll show you the BB. Oh, it's the BB. Hey, B. Second time you're on the air, buddy. You feeling like a rock star? Oh, yeah, good boy. So this is little BB. Call him BB for Baby Bailey. Say hi, B. Yeah, he's a good boy. All right, Big B, come on. So uh, that's, that's that's Baby Bailey. But um, so I think that's going to cause a lot of issues. Like, we're not going to be able to probably find that out for a little while. But anyways, um, I don't know if I got to my point with the, the youth, but – I just, you know, it probably goes back to the same thing because the other thing, too, that I, I talked about in another episode is I think a lot of things are backwards between generations where I think I think uh, the youth, like, overlooks – not I think they underlook technology. That's the word I'm looking for. They're underlooking technology and the fact that they're so – they were born into it. They're so used to it. They're just like, oh, yeah, I just go on the internet. I do this. And it doesn't – Sometimes it doesn't fascinate them because they're just like, yeah, I could just go on here and order a pizza or I could go on here and find this. And I, and I really think like the youth is under, underestimating the, the, the power of the technology that we have right now. And that's crazy to me too, because it's almost like it's reverse for the, you know, older people. And then it's, it's, you know, they're looking at it as like an oversight or they're looking and they're saying, wow, I don't need this. Like, it's like, it's not going to help me out. And I think the youth is looking at it backwards and they're like, wow, I've been brought into this. It's nothing. It doesn't really surprise me. Um, and, you know, yeah, technology is getting better, but, you know, how I can't I can't use it really to make money or anything like that. Or, um, you know, I, I can't use it for my advantages, like only the wealthy can use this for their advantage or whatever. But, um, you know, I think people are underestimating it. But uh for them to be that, and that's something that I think is it probably relates to being stuck in being stuck in your ways as like as being young uh, is your your underlooking technology. But definitely the video games is a big one. I think um, I'm trying to think what else we can give an example on that, but I don't know. I think that's pretty good. We'll start talking about the second one because this one actually fascinates me a lot. So the second topic that we're going to talk about right now is uh, becoming genuinely interested in other people. And this was from the book that I showed in the last podcast. And um, I just started reading that because my uncle gave it to me for my birthday. And he's a salesperson and he travels the world, basically. He's been to Japan. He's been to like Texas. He's been like basically all over the United States. He's been outside uh, the United States and, and selling uh professional clothing for bit like it's I think it's mostly for business people but um for like you know professional dress but you know so I, I kind of look up to him a lot in sales and I look up to him in business and I try as best as I can when we go to we go to like holiday um events like like uh Thanksgiving or Christmas or you know and I get to see him and I get to talk to him I, you know, I gravitate, I literally gravitate towards him a lot because I'm like, all right, like I'm not, I don't see him a lot and I can bounce ideas off him and talk to him about business and he'll give me some good insight. And he's very knowledgeable because he's been in the industry for a long time. Um, and you know, if I find new information, I can bounce it off him and be like, Hey, do you think this works? What, what's your opinion on this? Uh, 
but you know, there, there's some things that I kind of disagree with him on and you know, that's normal. Like you're not going to agree with everyone 110%. Um, but you know, sometimes I find a lot of common ground with him and the, and there's other times where I'm like, I don't think that's right. Like he doesn't really believe in advertising and I completely understand why he, he's looking at, um, he thinks cold calling is definitely 110% uh, the way to go and not waste a lot of money on advertising. And he said the reason is because he, they, him and um, the person with the company that he works for built the, built the company from the ground up without using paid advertising. They, they literally just co- like cold called people. They literally picked up a phone and called people and sold them on the products that they were selling. And so he was saying like, I don't really believe in advertising because we built this, you know, you know, we built it from the ground up to like a, almost like a bill, you know, I think like it's billion dollar company or whatever. And he's like, I don't really believe in it, which I think he's right. But in my opinion with advertising, like I think advertising does work. And the reason why I say that is, you know, let's say you're building a company from the ground up and you're going through sales and you're doing the cold calling and everything. And, um, you know, yeah, you can do that. But if you put advertising on top of the cold, uh, the cold, cold calling, you're going to basically like produce numbers at a more faster pace. That's why I kind of disagree with him on that. But, um, it's almost like you're, you're doing both and it's causing you to grow faster rather than slow, you know, on a steady, slow pace. Uh, you can add advertising into it and generate way more leads on top of cold calling. Right. And, uh, and getting more, you know, doubling the results, tripling, maybe quadrupling. And that, that's why I kind of believe in, in cold calling and advertising. Like, I don't just believe in just advertising or just cold calling. Um, but uh, so, so let's get back to this one. But becoming genuinely interested in other people. So I read this to the book. Um, it was, I think it was like a principle in the book. And basically what it was saying in this chapter that I was reading was uh, – the people that become genuinely interested in other people tend to succeed way more than the people that aren't interested in people. And I, I thought about this. It gives you examples in the book. It's one of those books where like you read it and it starts giving you examples from famous people. So like, I think one of them was like Thomas Edison in there. Uh, I don't remember the other famous person they put in there, but um it basically just started with giving you an example and then it would explain the concept of what he applied and what he didn't apply. And it was basically, it basically said that where it was saying that the people that become more genuinely interested in other people tend to do like way more successful stuff in their life because you're generally interested in the person you're talking to. So, and it was talking about basically like the people that fail overlook this dramatically, like completely overlook this. And, you know, I just found it really interesting because I really, I thought about it for a second. And I think, I I think the other thing that was really related to it was uh, smiling. So people that tend to smile a lot tend to get more business. Like if you're in sales and you smile a lot, um, you're going to, you know, graduate, people just graduate. Damn, I can't think of the, I stumble on the word, like graduate or gravitate, no, it's not the right word, kind of gravitate towards you. That's what I was looking for. There you go. <laughs> so they, they tend to gravitate towards you more in the sense of, uh, you know, you're happy, you're not negative, you're smiling. Um, so this is something that I really thought about too, because I hear about this all the time. And I kind of noticed that when I talk to someone, I kind of, I kind of do laugh. I kind of do have a good time. I, I generally am interested in what the other person has to say. I, I, you know, I listen to what they're saying. I comprehend it and I normally kind of repeat it back to them and I go, okay, this is why you think this way and this way. And, um, you know, if I have a disagreement, I'll be like, you know, this is what I think and this is what I disagree with. But, you know, ultimately I find that people, you know, people talk to you more when you're, you're more happy, you're more, um, it's, it's really comes down to your attitude. And, um, there's another thing I read in the book where it was saying, if you're cold calling a lot and you're trying to do sales, right. And if you smile when you're on the phone, like, you know, you're coming up and the person's about to answer and you're smiling. Uh, they said for some reason it converts more, more sales because, uh, then obviously they can't, um, I mean, they can, they can run tests and stuff. I think they did have, uh, stats on it, but, 
you obviously can't prove that the smile did it, but they're saying that through the stats they got, people that made the most sales or were the most successful were the people that smiled on the phone at all times or started off with a smile on the phone when the person picked up. Um, just because like once you're in that, um, you know, once you're in that, that zone of being happy and more positive and, uh, you're smiling and you're happy and all that, you know, you're more uplifted, um, or uplifting. You tend, people tend to gravitate towards that. People don't, how many times have you guys ever gone on a phone call for customer support? All right, you go on a phone call for customer, and this happens all the time, and it pisses me off. Go on a phone call, and I'm calling, and I'm like, you know, I have an issue. Or maybe I'm just calling because, like, it's I just have a simple question, and, you know, and I'm trying to get the most out of the uh, the service that I bought, right? So I call them, and I'm like, hey, here's the issue. Like, how do I solve this? And the person's, like, really dull, answers the phone like, hey, this is, uh, you know, Gary and uh, how can I help you today and and they're very like mild tone they're not excited um, and they're like it's almost like they don't want to be there and you can feel it and I'm just like okay like I know this person's gonna give me like lip like this person's not gonna be a good like good time to talk to uh, and it looks bad on the company itself and and you can tell like right off the back within like two seconds of answering you know talking to this person on the phone you can definitely tell um, that this person's either going to be a good person to talk to or a really bad person to talk to. Um, I've had people that answer the phone and they're very happy and they're like, Hey, it's a great day. Uh, this is Tim from Wells Fargo and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to help you today. How can I do that? And you, you're, you're excited. You're like, yeah, he's going to help me like awesome. Um, and this is, this is something that I think a lot of people underestimate. And like, as I was reading the book, like it even it mentioned a lot of that stuff. And, um, <clears throat> I like, I truly, I, cause I started, cause sometimes you don't think about this stuff. Like that's why when I read the, the stuff in the book and I'm like, all right, like I can relate to this. I can see that and see why that would work and why this wouldn't work. Um, and that, once I read that, where it was talking about basically like the more interested you are in other people, uh, it, it makes you become more successful. It, it clicked because that's what I realized. I do that all the time. Like uh, someone like, I'll give you an example for today. I'll give you just an example that happened today. Uh, this guy I was, you know, I work at Broward college. I had an issue with the computer cause I'm trying to switch over to a different computer instead of using my friend's laptop or my coworker's laptop. Uh, so it gives me more functionality and all that stuff. And I moved to the computer and Excel wasn't working. So I had to go to work. I had to go and do, um, a help desk ticket to get an IT service person over and help have him look at it and fix it. Right. Most people would have probably said, hi, you know, I introduced myself as I think it well, his name was Jason. I said, hi, Jason. My name is Tyler. Nice to meet you. Shook his hand, came over, sat down in the, in the chair and, and, um, you know, he's looking at things and I'm explaining to him what's going on. And, uh, what I noticed right off the bat is, uh, I'm like, all right, uh, and he's talking to the other, he brought another IT guy with him and they're talking about like things that his wife was buying him. So it was, uh, I think it's called a Google hub. I've never heard of it to be honest with you, but a Google hub. And I was like, Oh, that that's interesting. And, and I knew that if I started talking to him about one thing related to, uh, you know, technology or whatever, it would linger into more conversations related to technology. And I knew that if obviously he was an IT service guy, that once I started talking about technology, it was going to open up the conversation. And, you know, so I, and I was, and the funny thing is I'm generally interested in technology because there's so much development with technology that I can't keep up with it. I can't just go on a forum and read all this stuff. I don't have time uh, to do that. And like, I, you know, it's constantly changing every single day. So I knew like, if I started talking to him, like he's going to be really smart and very educated on the technology industry. And he's just going to start throwing knowledge my way and maybe it'll help me out in the long run. And, and I can use his information in his brain and put it in my brain, right? So like that's how I'm thinking constantly is like, who can I talk to? Uh, this person is really good at this. Let me just start talking about this and maybe things will be sparked and he'll start talking to me about, you know, this, this stuff. So that's what ended up happening. I started talking to him and I was like, so what's the Google hub? And he started talking to me about it and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And I was talking about like uh, PC versus app, um, Apple and, and different things. And I ended up talking to him 
like straight through the whole entire time he's fixing the Excel program or the computer and ended up learning a lot of fascinating stuff that I didn't really know that he was telling me that you could do with like PC uh, versus like Apple, um, some of the new technology that was coming out, uh, you know, why he's more into PC rather than Apple. I'm more of a, a Mac rather than PC, but he was PC over Mac. And he's going over different things. And the cool, the cool part with it was, you know, you start learning about this stuff. And I, I started thinking how crazy it was that I read that, that chapter on become, you know, generally interested in other people. And I started realizing that the most intelligent conversations I've ever had in my, in my entire life was because I was generally interested in what the other person had to say. And, and, you know, it's so easy for us to, um, it's so easy for us to just think like, all right, my thoughts are right. Another person's wrong. I don't really care what this person has to say. Like, I just need this issue fixed and I'm going to move on to the next issue that needs to be fixed. And I think we just get caught up a lot. You know, I think we really do just get caught up in, in a lot of different, um, a lot of different things that are going on. And I think we just forget that people, you know, I hear all the time from different people like, Oh, I hate people. I like, like I used to say this too. I'm like, Oh, I hate people. Cause I worked at this ice skating rink and it was filled with a lot of wealthy people and they kind of just, they wanted what they wanted and they expected it at a certain time. They didn't really care about the rules. Um, so, you know, at a really early or young age, I was like, you know, I hate this job. I hate these people. I'm dealing with the same people over and over and over. And, uh, what happens is what I started to learn is the more you start saying that you hate something or you like something is what you tend to start to like or what you start to hate. And the, the funny thing with everything was, uh, you know, I, I really started thinking about that and I started and like Grant Cardone was actually one of the, the people that actually said that, like the more time, you know, a lot of people say, I don't have time for that, which, you know, I, I did earlier, but you're not supposed to say like, I don't have enough of this. Uh, the more stuff you complain about, normally like the more stuff, the more it happens to you because like you're focusing too much on what you don't like and what you like. So if you focus a lot of your attention on what you don't like and things that you hate, you tend to, you know, naturally gravitate towards that. And the things that uh, you tend to talk about that you like a lot, you normally tend to gravitate towards that stuff. So I stopped saying that I hated people. And I started saying like, I love people. I love people. I love people. I love talking to this person. I love talking to this person. And I think that's what changed everything. Cause once I started saying that and I started talking to more people and learning information from this person and this person, it started to gravitate more towards my direction of what I wanted to achieve. And uh, this is why it, it frustrates me when um, people are like, oh, I, I'm shy. Like, I don't like talking to that person because I, I was shy. Like, I, I didn't like talking to people. I wouldn't have came on to this web, webcam right now and, and talked to as many people that are going to hit this or uh, cold call the random person and told them that, you know, this is what I do. And like, I want to go and do this for you or whatever, or uh, go meet this person on the street and start randomly talking to this person about uh, this. And I'm, I'm telling you, like, it's, it's really fascinating once you start talking to people because, like, there's so much information in the world that you can't have all of it. There's no way your brain or yourself holds all that knowledge, right? So that's why when you go and talk to people, you kind of reinforce – that's why I do this stuff because, like, it's going to pass the information on to other people, but at the same time, it's going to reinforce what I'm talking about into my brain. So it's like I'm talking – you know, I'm reinforcing what I'm learning and, and going through. And it's crazy uh, because um, a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people don't realize, like, you know, I hear my, you know, my parent and my mom go, like, I, I you know, uh, I hate this. Or I hear my girlfriend all the time, like, I hate people. Like, I don't want, I don't want to talk to people. And it's like, you know, you don't, you don't realize. And like, and if I told that same person, like, if you would just tell yourself, you know, just start, keep saying to yourself, uh, I love people. I want to go talk to people and all that stuff. They won't, they won't believe me that it's going to change them. They're just going to assume that, you know, it's bull, you know, bullshit basically. And they're not going to reinforce it, uh, which is crazy. It's, it's mind blowing to me because like, I'm telling you, I, I would probably in my, my, um, my old days, like back when I was way younger, I probably would say the same stuff. I'd be like, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't believe that. I don't think that's going to work. Uh, and what you tend, you know, what you tend to not try 
you're always going to think like that. And that's why, you know, you really should be trying more stuff that's that you want to go and do, uh, which um, on tomorrow's podcast, we'll probably talk about fear. And that's probably what's going to lead this into that is like fear. Uh, a lot of it is because you don't know something and you're scared. You're, you're scared of failure. And, um, you know, you got to just push through that and you're never going to know until you start reinforcing things. So that's what you got to start doing. Um, but, uh, I, and this was crazy too, because in the book it said, you know, if, if, if anyone could master this one principle, become generally interested in other people, it, you know, you'll, you'll literally have anything you want. You'll be the most successful person in the world and you'll literally get anything you want because people tend to gravitate towards those people that become generally interested in what they have to say. This is why I think, uh, you know, politics is so heavy and so strong and people lean so heavy to one side is because normally the one side is so focused on morals and beliefs and, and, uh, what they want on that one side that they're talking to the people and they, they seem generally interested in the same things as that person. So that's why people gravitate towards certain presidents and people gravitate towards, uh, different companies and brands and, people gravitate towards video games because it's, it's, it's basically like their, their general interests. So that's why this makes a lot of sense to me is like, it's their general interests. So they're, they're moving towards this. Okay. And, uh, it's like if me and you had a conversation and we talked about, you know, video games, which most people like tend to like, I don't think I've ever met someone that says they hate video games, but uh, and we picked a similar game. Like that's so we took Halo or we took Call of Duty or, uh, you know, any game that you could think of. And I started talking about the game. We're generally interested in the same thing. So it's going to be really easy for us to talk for hours upon hours upon hours on that video game because we're just generally interested in the same thing. So, um, you know, and it's not always going to be like that. I mean, you're going to probably run – everyone's different. You're going to run into someone that maybe has completely – like I work with – like I say all the time, I work with – completely different people like you know these people are all on the same viewpoints and mindsets and how they think and I'm completely on the other side Com- like completely on a 180 like perspective on a lot of things uh viewpoints beliefs a bunch of different things and you know it's fine. like I-, I think that's great I think that's how it should you know you should have diversified opinions and beliefs and and um and that's why I think America is so great because you're you're literally combining people from different cultures, different backgrounds, different beliefs, different opinions, and that's what you know you find. You tend to find the best solutions and answers to problems because you're getting a bunch of different uh, opinions and viewpoints, and you know that's what makes. I think truly that's what I think makes America one of the best places to ever, or the best country to ever live in. But uh, I'm sure people will disagree on me with that, especially with what's going on right now. But, um. But yeah, so if like the thing that I'll recap real quick is the thing that stuck with me with this when I read it through this book was become generally interested in other people and the people that master this will have anything they want. They'll be the most successful person out of anyone in the, in the human population or the world in general. And, uh, you know, I'm going to, this one stuck with me like a lot. Cause I, I realized once he said that, I realized everything just came into place in my mind. And, and I started really thinking about this and I was like, this is how I got this. Or, this is how I did this or, you know, things started clicking. So hopefully when I'm talking about different subjects, I'm hoping things are going to click and stick with certain people. And uh, maybe I'll, you know, hopefully I'll help people out with, with information and um, trying to better themselves in life. Like, get more success. That's really the goal of all this, uh, what, you know, the live streams and stuff like that. So those are the two subjects that we talked about stuck in your old ways and then become generally interested in other people. So those are the two topics we talked about. And, uh, what I'm going to do right now is we'll talk about, um, done deal investments. I'm going to go eat and I got a lot of catching up to do, so I'll probably cut it. But right now I'm working with Felipe, uh, and Felipe wants me to start working on, I'm going to learn a click funnel. So if anyone knows what click funnels is with uh, Russell Brunson, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying, he's going to give me some stuff and I'm going to run through some, um, some lessons and I'm going to learn how to become a, a, a funnel builder. So that's going to be pretty interesting. And it's going to be very useful, especially in the time that we're in right now. 
Um, so with technology and sales and everything. So I'm definitely extremely, extremely excited. What's up, Brianna? Um, so I'm going to be extremely excited to do that after uh, this live stream. Um, and then, uh, so I'm doing that. I got a bunch of stuff I'm working on right now. And then uh, what else do we have? I got to reach out to Amanda. I got to go and do some, um, what is it? Uh, she's going to help me build my website and like fix up a lot of things. I think we're, I, I'm actually switching from Wix to WordPress with them, with that company. So I got to go and reach out to her and do all this stuff. Uh, what else? So, all right. So what we'll do right now is talk about Dundee investments and then we'll, we'll end this and then I'll be on tomorrow and I'll come up with, uh, I already have subjects that I want to talk about for tomorrow. But so for anyone that doesn't know, my name's Tyler Dunn with Dundee investments. That's my company. This company is designed to basically help anyone that's in a, a financial situation and they need another resource to get back on their feet. So uh, how this how my company works to help you is uh, we go and we find an investor, right? Find another investor that has capital that wants to invest in your property and flip it and make a profit off it. And we're going to go and figure out the estimate of how much money, you know, what's broken, what needs to be repaired on your house. Uh, and then we're going to go and do a, uh, you know, find three similar houses to yours. We're going to get an average price. They call that running comps. We're going to find an average price. And then we're just going to deduct from the damages that we need to, uh, you know, basically fix or the investor needs to go and fix. Um, and then what's going to basically happen is, we're going to then come to agreements. And when we come to an agreement on terms, price, everything, we're then going to go into a contract and where I'm going to assign a contract from you to another investor, an investor that, you know, is looking for a similar property like yours, someone that basically wants to reinvest their capital into it and, and make a little bit of money off the, the house for their business or the company. And, this is amazing because you're not going to pay me. The investor is going to pay me for setting up the deal and, and having a finder's fee. So you don't have to worry about anything. And you know, my slogan for this company is uh, where the, where the deal is already done because I'm basically putting together deals and I'm doing all the legwork in the deal. I'm, I'm finding you that needs the financial assistance and I'm going and finding you an investor and then I'm making sure, you know, every party's on the same page and everything's going smooth and the deal's in place for both parties to, for you to get your money and get out of the financial situation and go find something else and uh, for the investor to make money. And then, you know, obviously for me to make a little bit of money off, off the deal. Excuse me. Now, the, that's the coolest part about this company is I'm literally helping everyone on the deal. So all parties are making, um, they're getting something out of the deal that they need, right? So you obviously need a little bit of cash. You're going you're gonna to try to get out of the financial situation. The investor is going to want to make some capital to keep the business going. And same for me. I'm going to try to make some capital or money so that way my business can keep going and I can grow the business and uh, help a lot more people. So um, I do have a lot of ideas for this company um, where I'm going to eventually make it so I can um, physically get you out of the financial situation and then I can get you into other things. So what I was thinking of was like home inspections, um, maybe going in and possibly getting a real estate uh, license and going and starting and <clears throat> doing different uh, real estate um, brokers on. And that way we can go basically get you out of the financial situation, go and find you a place that, you know, suits your budget, your needs, anything that you want. And then we can inspect it to make sure it's a good, you know, a, a good um, secure asset for yourself. So this is something that, you know, is going to take a little bit of time. I'm going to have to build it up right now. I can only get you out of the financial situation. I can't do uh, the other like two steps and find you another place or, um, you know, I'm, I'll probably have real estate agents that can, that definitely can help you. I definitely have a bunch of people that um, will definitely be able to help you. So I have resources that I can still give you. Like, let's say I got you out of the financial situation and, and 
I found an investor that's going to help you get out of the deal. I can definitely then give you a real estate agent and get you guys in contact and they can go and help you find another deal that you need to go to another house. I have a bunch of people. I have at least a handful of people that I could definitely recommend to um, people. And I'm constantly looking for new investors. I'm constantly looking for new real estate agents. Um, so if maybe you're a real estate agent and you want to partner up with Dundee Investments, reach out to me. Uh, if you're an investor that wants to get an undermarket deal and, and be added to the buyer's list, reach out to me. If um, you're a seller that needs to get out of a financial situation, reach out to me. Uh, what else? I'm also trying to add people to the calendar to meet. So if you want to, you know, maybe you're not an investor, maybe you're not a real estate agent, maybe you kind of do want to learn a little bit about real estate, uh, you know, maybe you just want to talk to someone new and, and start meeting new people like myself. That's what I'm constantly trying to do. Reach out to me. You can call me, text me, 954-857-6450. Reach out to me at um, dundealinvestments at outlook.com. You can email me. Uh, send me a Facebook messenger, Instagram, direct message me, write comments on here. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm working on the website, which I'm actually going to work on after this. And then um, where else? I think that's all I can really think of right now to, to give you. But, you know, I'm pretty much anywhere. Like, it should be really easy to reach out to me if you really wanted to reach out to Done Deal Investments and personally myself. It should be really easy. But, um you want maybe, you know, anything you can think of, like I'll, I'll definitely try to help you out. Like you want a good social media team that's can, that can help you with SEO, website design. You know, I, I know someone, I'm working with someone right now, a company that can definitely help you out. Uh, anything you want to talk about business. I'm all for it. Let's go. Let's talk. Uh, just reach out to me. We'll fill this calendar up for November. I got, you know, it's brand new month. So I'm trying to figure out and put a bunch of stuff and get things going. So I'm constantly busy and doing things. Um, but reach out to me, uh, again, you know, I'm, my name's Tyler Dunn with Dundee Investments and I can't, I can help you financially get out of, uh, any property issues that you're probably having now. Um, let me think, I think that's basically everything. I, I think I covered everything today. So tomorrow we're going to have another episode. Uh, tomorrow we're going to probably talk about like, um, I have it on my thing. But I know for sure I'm going to talk about um, why, you know, failure is definitely holding you back. I know for a fact that failure is holding you back. Um, and we're going to talk about something else on the show tomorrow. But uh, it's going to be the last time we're going to make it up. And then um, I think we're good. So <clears throat> uh, come out tomorrow, watch the show. I think I'm going to aim for like 6, 630. Donate to the Wounded Warriors charity. Damn, I dropped the pen. Donate to Wounded Warriors Charity. Let's get that $10,000 goal going. Uh, reach out to me if you want to talk business, uh, real estate, anything. I'm open-minded. Let's do it. Um, and uh, have a great night, guys. Have a great Thursday night. I'll see you tomorrow, which will be Friday. And, uh, again, my name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments. And have a great rest of your Thursday night. Peace.